All right, welcome everyone to today's North Star League show. You guys can keep talking. Don't worry, I don't have you on yet. So, but I uh, just want to talk about our North Star League show, Hot Stove League. Um, this broadcast, of the Hot Stove League, is brought to you by Minnesota Lakes Bank in Delano and the Peppermint Twist Drive in Delano. And it's also brought to you in part by North Star League broadcast sponsors, including B&D Plumbing and Heating in St. Michael, Played Against Sports in Buffalo, North Fork, North Fork Custom Meats in Howard Lake, Cocado Motors, CNC Embroidery in Waverly, Hegley Doors in Maple Lake, the Buffalo Cocado and Delano Dairy Queens, Albertville Ace Hardware, Maple Lake Lumber, DL's Radiator and Exhaust in Buffalo, Yonick Tire Company, and of course the Burke Strand Agency in Howard Lake, and I can't forget Mike Ganyu's Ameriprise Financial. So... I'm joined here with uh, by Kendall Kubosh and a bunch of North Star League people, and I tell you what, the best part about today is you don't have to listen to me barely at all. So we'll do real quickly. We're, we'll have we'll introduce everyone just quickly, take a quick break, and then we'll get the show started. So Kendall, why don't you take it away from here? All right, we're uh, ready to go here, and I don't think my mic is on. Is it on? Yes. It's on. Okay, it's on. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of echo, and we'll just do what we have to do to deal with that. We've got uh, some people here today that are going to help us out. Brian Larson, bookie. Is the uh, statistician for the for the league and has been for many many years. He's a walking encyclopedia of baseball, so always great to have him. John Early is joining us from Buffalo. John Early is a pitcher for the Buffalo team. Matt Donovan, uh, excuse me, Mike Dockendorf is one of the managers of Howard Lake, and Matt Donovan is a longtime catcher and now also a manager uh, at Howard Lake. Casey Pack is here from Maple Lake. Uh, Steve Island has joined us from Delano. Of course, uh, to my right is uh, sports director at KWC, Jamie Broman. So we're going to be back with today's broadcast. Right after this. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In in Delano is now open for the season. You already know what you love about the Peppermint Twist. Great food, fantastic shakes, ice cream treats, teddy bear park, and of course, that terrific back to the good old days drive-in service. This year, make the Peppermint Twist part of your Memorial Day tradition. The Peppermint Twist will be open Memorial Day, so make sure to take advantage of the long weekend as they will be closed on Tuesday instead. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In on Highway 12 in Delano. Proud to sponsor North Star League Baseball on KRWC. Hello, my name is David Krause. I'm president of Minnesota Lakes Bank. Community banks have played a very important role in helping businesses survive the economic crisis caused by COVID-19. Minnesota Lakes Bank decided early on that we wanted to take a personalized approach and help as many businesses as we could. We listened and we provided hope that we were there to help them. We go out of our way to help meet the needs of our customers. Minnesota Lakes Bank. My community, my bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. And the pitch. Swung on. This one's popped behind first base in fall territory. Brisk going back. Makes a great catch. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Back to the infield, sliding on his back. Bounces it off of his glove, off of his stomach. Grabs it with his hand, shows the umpire. Umpire right there with the call for now. What a great play out there, Kai Brisk. Yeah, that was a highlight from last year. What a great season that Buffalo Bulldogs team had. And we have John Early here today to talk some Buffalo Bulldogs. But right now, Kendall, why don't you take it away and start the show? Yeah, we got John Early here, and that last highlight was uh, a Buffalo uh, catch made uh, in the state tournament. It was a great play, and we had a lot of great plays from all of you guys. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, for the managers now, this question as we go around the table. Talk about new players that you may have coming in this year and any players that have departed. Yeah, for Buffalo, um, not a lot has changed, to be honest. Uh, we, we pretty much will have uh, everyone returning. Uh, the only uh, departure to this point is uh, Ethan Sefker, um, <clears throat> and obviously we'll have, have some additions from the high school team, but um, I guess we're just going to kind of play it back and, and see how it goes this season. Okay, and uh, so you said no, no real new players and, and just the one or two departed players, so you'll be pretty much status quo. And I was going to talk to, uh, to uh, Mike Dockendorf now for the Howard Lake Orphans. What do you got going on as far as new or old or coming or going? Yeah, we got a couple of young kids coming in this year. Um, and obvious one big departure, Steve Boger left. Uh, he's with DC now. Um, I mean, that'll, that's kind of a big loss for us. But, uh, you know, we got that'll, some young kids will be able to step up for us and, and contribute and in the long run should hopefully help us. Are we talking high school or college kids coming in? Uh, the, the, there'll be high school kids coming in. Um, but stepping up for us will be college kids. Okay. So. 
Very good. All right, Casey Pack over at uh, over at Maple Lake. Now, one of your one of your big things last year was just a ton of injuries. So, first of all, are, are most of those guys back, and did you pick up any new players or lose any? Uh, as far as new players, uh, Peyton Palman's going to come play for us. He graduated from Maple Lake last year, and then uh, a couple of younger guys that are uh, you know, graduating college that aren't going to be able to come back. Um, but as far as main lineup, everybody should be back. But the big additions will be that we're hopefully going to be healthier this year and on the pitching staff. Hunter Malachek uh, will come back. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery two years ago. Uh, Mitch Worm had surgery in August on his shoulder, so we're hoping that he'll be healthier this year and be able to throw. Um, ben Riley is a 19-year-old kid that uh, last summer pitched a few innings uh, after recovering from Tommy John surgery, but uh, should be fully healthy this summer. So those three Big additions on our pitching staff. Have uh, the two with the uh, Tommy John and the shoulder surgery, have they been working out this spring already? Uh, yeah, they, they've been throwing. Uh, we throw in this and get in the gym on you know, certain nights or days and uh, hopefully get ready to go. We start next week. So. There you go. And today is not a day you want to take a pitcher out with a sore arm and work them out, too. This is a <laughs> right now outside it's about 34 degrees. There was a little bit of snow in the air before. So it's a good day for hot stove league, though. Steve, over there at Delno, Steve Island. Delno yeah. I think pitching-wise for us, a um, couple of young guys in college, I think our two best pitchers last year, Cade Lommel and Max Otto. Cade's pitching at uh, Creighton University this year, and I think he's slated to go out east in the summertime. So whether we have him back or not, that's uh, up in the air, and Max Otto is pitching, um, I think it's northeastern down in South Dakota, uh, South Dakota, and but he also plays football. so. He'll be doing camp, um, I think, this summer, so he's going to be living down there. So that's kind of a significant loss for us. Uh, we've added or will be adding a couple high school, Delano High School kids. Um, I think one that maybe graduated last year and then a couple that are will graduate this year. And the ones, one addition we had was, Bookie can certainly allude to this, because um, Scott Benjamin um, moved from um, – Lived in Hopkins, played for Northfield for a number of years, building a house in Delano, um, him and his fiance. So he's the one addition that um, got approved through the league because he'd technically have to be uh, established residency by March 15th of that year and due to those circumstances. But he's the one addition um, outfielder that I think can help us out as well, so. Real good. Uh, speaking of bookie, Brian, you're, uh, you're sitting to my left here today, which is I always want to have you right beside me whenever we're talking about North Star League because uh, <laughs> if you don't know it, it hasn't happened. So uh, <laughs> talk about a little bit about the schedule. Now, last year you put together a fabulous 10-game schedule. I, you know, I hated COVID. I still hate COVID. But <laughs> for what it was, it ended up with a really exciting, very meaningful regular season. Uh, now, this year you're back to the full schedule. Well, you know, last year, last year with the half schedule, we were fortunate the dates worked out to, that I could – put 10 games in July, the month of July, basically it was. So that worked out well. I'm sure everyone everyone is looking forward to a full schedule this year. Um, but yeah, last year playing everybody once, boy, you talk about, about games being meaningful because if you ended in a tie, it was just, you know, either you won or lost with, with that team. And, and so, but it worked out, it, it, it really worked out. Everything went well. Um, and it's too bad because we were really expecting with the virus, we were going to have good attendance, and it was, just that it was a half a season. But the region, um, when, when we had the region up at Maple Lake, we set an attendance record. So, and that didn't surprise me at all. I think only in one game they had to turn away a few people. So they got yeah. right up against that 250. But yeah. after that, they were able to just get, get everybody that wanted to get in the ballpark in the ballpark. Now, last year you had a game, the very first game of the season, I think, for Howard Lake was between Howard Lake and Maple Lake, and it had to get uh, canceled because of COVID. Uh, <laughs> do you have uh, a COVID plan in place? Is there something like that, that if that there are some open dates, that if it happens again? It's just basically if someone has, has COVID, now, obviously, they can't play, but then they always, they were saying the team had to shut down for two weeks. They don't do that anymore. Okay. It's, that player's gone, and if no one's got a temperature, you know, we continue okay. on now. Okay. So, uh, bookie, so that's loosened up quite a bit. So. I just wanted to ask one question on that, Bookie, just quickly. Uh, so you, there's no protocol to, like, if someone gets COVID, the team has to be tested, just, no, no. just temperature. No, that's originally what, what the state wanted us to do. 
and and everybody got that to be relaxed because one guy's got it and you got you got 19 guys that don't have it it was silly that they had to sit for two weeks yep. you know so yep. maple lake kind of ran into that and i'm glad that that yeah. changed because boy <laughs> maple maple lake could have been <laughs> playing five nights a week yeah. to try and catch up so i'm glad that well, they got rid of that. And it's a little bit different. Uh, being adults, it's not like you're in, in school with a class where you've got, you see the same kids you play baseball with at, at Fayette and Health and, you know, at the lunchroom and everything else. These guys get together five minutes before practice and maybe have a beer afterwards and they're gone again. Casey, I want to ask you a question because I really loved your description last year. Tell me what you thought about having the nasal test for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a lot of things I'd rather do than have that done. Uh, fortunately, I've only had to do that once, but... Uh, I think there were a lot of guys, it was a discussion in our dugout and uh, not a lot of nice words directed towards the one that uh, tested positive, of course, all in fun nature, <laughs> like you know, making us you know, go do the, whether it was a, and it was a comparison of whether you had the throat one or the nasal one and guys comparing which one was better or worse. It's just not a fun experience, but uh, you know, it's, it was necessary well, I don't, we had to do it. So. I don't want him to relive it, but I think he told me they took something about the equivalent of the length and width of a paint stirring stick and shoved it in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely, it was, felt like it was way back there. So, yeah. so, you know what? We're getting up against our first break here. I don't know if you're ready there, Jamie. I'll let you kind of get things cocked and loaded. Uh, you're listening to a worldwide presentation. That's right. You're listening all around the globe on the Internet, which is a wonderful thing. We're talking baseball here. This is North Star League discussion. We'll be back with more of this fun right after this. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In in Delano is now open for the season. You already know what you love about the Peppermint Twist. Great food, fantastic shakes, ice cream treats, teddy bear park, and of course, that terrific back to the good old days drive-in service. This year, make the Peppermint Twist part of your Memorial Day tradition. The Peppermint Twist will be open Memorial Day, so make sure to take advantage of the long weekend as they will be closed on Tuesday instead. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In on Highway 12 in Delano. Proud to sponsor North Star League Baseball on KRWC. Hello, my name is David Krause. I'm president of Minnesota Lakes Bank. Community banks have played a very important role in helping businesses survive the economic crisis caused by COVID-19. Minnesota Lakes Bank decided early on that we wanted to take a personalized approach and help as many businesses as we could. We listened and we provided hope that we were there to help them. We go out of our way to help meet the needs of our customers. Minnesota Lakes Bank, my community, my bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. As we get back to live action here, good lead off of first base for Hanson. Pitch on the way. This one swung on and hit deep to right center field. Going back, way back, and that one's gone. Jack Paulson, first pitch thrown to him. He goes over the 360 sign out there for a home run. Well, that was a highlight last year from the Delano Athletics, who had an amazing regular season last year, and that was Jake Paulson with a home run against Buffalo last year that probably Buffalo doesn't like, but Delano remembers well. But that was, a, speaking, Kendall, I was listening to that game on the radio. That first Buffalo-Delano game was really high-scoring, entertaining game, and we saw a lot of entertaining baseball this year, Kendall. We had a lot of really good games last year. We'll talk a little bit about the season. Buffalo ended up 10-0 and on the year, but Buffalo met Hutchinson out in Hutchinson, and you were both 8-8, eight and eight, I think, at that point or whatever it was. It was, it was you were tied up, and uh, I, expected a, a, I expected a better game than I had, but you guys really took it to Hutchinson, and I tell you, I was in the dugout afterwards. They were not happy. They were not happy with their own performance, and they, they weren't too, too thrilled about giving up a, a win to you. You know, I think everyone knows our, our offense was kind of a kind of – what made our team go last year. So when you gave us a few extra outs, um, you know, every inning, uh, it, it starts to add up. Um, and I felt that was kind of a turning point in our season as well in terms of kind of legitimizing us in, in, in the sense of, of what we could become. Yeah, no, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Uh, question for you as long as we've got you, uh, you on the microphone here. Um, uh, Toughest teams to play. Now, last year that, that probably wasn't Hutch just because of the way they played. But over the, over the years, um, who have you found to be just, no matter what their record is, there are teams that you, you face that are just tough? I'd probably say Howard Lake, uh, just, just for the main fact that they really don't beat themselves, typically. Um, 
always good pitching, always good defense. Um, you know, I, I've I've said many times I feel like pitching against Howard Lake, I almost the game's played within 90 feet of home plate. <laughs> um, and uh, and I know personally, uh, Sam Kiddock, I think is about a 900 career hitter against me. So I, I can't get him out no matter what I try. But uh, no, Howard Lake, they, they always play play clean. Um, and I, I think, you know, over the years, had a lot of good good matchups with them. Swing that microphone over to Matt Donovan. Matt Donovan is, uh, I don't know if we call him retired or just tired or what we call him. But, uh, when, I, when I see him before the games, I usually ask him if he's going to put the strap the stuff on and duck down behind the plate. And he usually gives me kind of a dirty look. But what, uh, what's your status this year? Yeah, it's probably going to be kind of the same as last year for uh, fill-in when they you know need it, uh, coaching third. And I started getting into that about, what, two years ago and really enjoy it. So uh, if Doc needs me behind the dish, I'll go back there. But... Uh, for right now, just hopefully help teach these kids, you know, what I know and develop them throughout the year. So, so probably if he needs somebody with good speed to go first to third, it's not going to be you at pinch running? No, that okay. will be uh, Brando. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do get on, that's normally who he calls in. So, so you were uh, you were pretty uh, standard behind the plate there. I remember watching you when you were just kind of filling in once in a while when Mike Gagne was managing, and then you got a little few more starts and a few more starts. How many years would, would you call yourself a full-time player? Uh, full-time player, I'd say probably – it's got to be right around 10 out of my yeah. 17 years. Yeah. But the first, I'd say about six years, yeah. I'd say. And you're, you're one, you're one player that I, that I also commented on as you, as you played longer, you got to be a much better hitter. You were a good hitter to start with, but you got to be a, a hitter that you could look to to get that hit when you needed when you needed one. I remember one game that was on the line. I think they had runners on first and second and, and were down by one or two in like the eighth or ninth inning, and you, you laced one out deep into the outfield and – you ran all day on that one, and the scoring was done, and you won the game. So, I mean, it was good to watch you play, and I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing you again. Now to the guy that will put you in or won't, <laughs> or one of the guys. Lean in there a little bit if you can, Mike. I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, John. Uh, who's the toughest team that you run into, regardless of their record? Yeah, the, I mean, the toughest team that always seems, you know, that I come across is whenever I play Delano, it's, I can make a couple of – one two mistakes and they take advantage of it and you know then that's that's all it takes for Delano yeah. um, you know you you throw one a little bit a little bit across the plate when you didn't want to and there's a hit you know Toby will take advantage of it well yeah. if Toby gets a single he gets a double if he gets a, a single he gets a triple then because he's our you know he steals bases and he's a great base runner so yeah I mean Delano they they they're always kind of my kryptonite I say you know whenever we play them and there are a lot of people's kryptonite. We can slide it over now to a. Uh, Doc, you've shoved it at us plenty. Of times. <laughs> <laughs> so same same question there for Casey. Regardless of the record, you, you go to some of these ballparks. Tell me who who kind of surprises you with how much trouble they give Maple Lake. Yeah, I think great thing about any league is is each team presents its own challenges. You know, John alluded to like Howard Lake. You know, only gonna go play Howard Lake. You, you're gonna have. You know, they, they, he mentioned not, they're not going to beat themselves. They, they pitch well. They, they play good defense. It's a lower scoring game. But if you're going to play Buffalo or Delano or Hutch, you better score some runs because he, you know they have a lineup that is just so deep. And so I think in terms of which one gives us the most trouble, each one's different because of, we, we each have our own style of play. You know, our guys get pretty excited about Howard Lake and DC just because they're they're closer for us and and always you know, that goes back into when we are Class B teams and so on. Um, but it's just the any league has those matchups, and each team you get up for, and you know it's not always fun to drive down to Hutch, but you know that it's you know for us it's one of our longer trips. But you better put up some runs because you're going to face some good hitters, and and if you don't score runs, you're going to be in for a long day. But if you go to Howard Lake, you better pitch well and play defense because giving them extra outs is just you know going to end up coming back to bite you and, and then on the flip side of that you better take advantage if they do give you one extra out in a game or two because um outs are at a premium in those types of games so each team has its own you know quirks that make them difficult to beat yeah i look at the uh record from last season uh going down the list you get to uh, howard lake six and four maple lake 
five and five. Uh, Loretto five and five. Maple Plain four and six. Uh, DC actually was four and six too. And and I know as we were getting to the end of the season, when some of the, some of the teams had finished with eight wins, six or eight wins, had to play those. They're still legitimate teams, and that's the kind of game you don't want to have. Jamie and I did a did a game where the eight seed in basketball faced the number one seed, and the eight seed. Uh, Monticello took it to Delno in that in that boys basketball game, and it wasn't and it wasn't that Delno took him lightly. It's just that sometimes you just have to you know just have to really really concentrate on some of the teams that on paper or in Vegas you'd you'd be beating easy. Hey Kendall, can yeah. I jump in with just one question? Yes, here? you may. Um, Thanks for asking. Well, you're welcome. Um, I was uh, when I played for Buffalo many many years ago. We were the merchants. Is that right? So it's been a long time since I played town team baseball. It's been a very long time. I was like 24 last year I played. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is we never reached the state tournament. We had a one decent year where we challenged Howard Lake. But for you guys that have played in the state tournament, um, going into that tournament, how does that change? Because you're not Major League Baseball. It's not a four out of seven. You usually have a little break in between. You know that you got to get jumped. You got to get a start right away. And how do you guys prepare for that going into the postseason? Because it's way different because you guys have regular jobs and all of a sudden you're driving someplace and playing a game and your season's done if you lose. So we'll, I mean, what's that like? I mean, is we'll, that we'll throw that question at Steve Island. I'm going to ask him the question that we were going around the table with, but then I'll. I'll yeah, sorry, I didn't want to I'll interrupt, but yeah, I thought it, I'll that refer that one back to the yep. rest of the group then, too. So, Steve, when you, when you look down at your schedule, uh, who do you look at and say, oh, we, we got to play sharp for that? Uh, this is, sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, I think this league is getting tougher, you know, um, whether we're playing Buffalo or Maple Lake. I, I appreciate what Maple Lake did last year, being down the pitching they did to scrap their way. I mean, it just shows what kind of team they had to get into the state tournament, not only do that and win a game, um, one or two games. Won. We won one game, yeah. One game. Pretty impressive. Howard Lake, I say the same description about those guys. They won't beat themselves. I tell our guys that all the time. We're starting to see some budding rivalries, hopefully, um, which I think is exciting. Um, you know, certainly we've had some, a little bit with obviously Buffalo, um, who I think is still just a fabulous lineup and veteran pitching, um, just a really nice team overall. And I think they show that the last few years in the state tournament. But just some of the rivalries now with, you know, Loretto, some intense games. They're starting to build a team again. So to me, I mean, Hutchinson's going to be back, obviously. Um, we know what they have. So I think overall it's just there's a lot of teams that give us fits. Is there any one in particular I would name? I can't, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, and Jamie's question is how do you approach the uh – the state tournament. I'm gonna. Hmm. I was gonna ask a question here, and I'll, I'll blend this right into that question. Yeah. The question that I wrote down is here: uh, uh, buy or not to buy? In other words, we've done it be, all. Be or not to be? <laughs> yeah. You know? No, we've rested. We've scheduled games. I mean, our bugaboo is number one. It's hard enough to get into the state tournament, anyways, in this league, and unfortunately for us, yeah, we struggled that first game. We've we've really just haven't really hit very well probably the last three times we've gone, three, four times anyway. So that's kind of the challenge is hopefully, A, if you do get to state, is, you know, to take that next step. But it really truly is one game at a time. But, no, nah, we've done it where, you know, we haven't practiced much or scheduled games to practicing scheduled games. And it either happens or it doesn't. I don't know if one or the other really. Personally, I like to stay active. That's just me. I like the team to stay active. But. In the state, it hasn't worked out. We've tried both ways, so better luck this year. Hopefully. There you go. So, Casey, you uh, you have your last regular season game. You end up finishing first, second, third, fourth in the region. You know you're going to either be playing the first week or you might get a bye. You look at your team, and do you have anybody who kind of hides in the corner and raises their hand and says, oh, I got a wedding that weekend or I got something else going on? <laughs> what do you do with that? I, well, I think you mentioned earlier we're not professional players. I mean, we got guys that, that work, you know, nine to five jobs or, you know, six to four. You know, it, it's not – this is a, a – enjoyment piece and and you know if guy has a if somebody has a wedding then that's that's a higher priority than amateur baseball is one of my friends always says you never graduate from amateur baseball there's always next year and, and yeah. you know i one of my first years when i was back in lamberton we made the state tournament and we had a guy get married and it's like yeah well next year it'll happen you know like it just it's just it is what it is you know 
uh, Cheeks mentioned like it's hard to get to the state tournament, and and I, I think state tournament is just all about matchups. You know, whether you get, you know, if if you get a bye and you're staring down Matt Geislinger from Watkins, you're probably not liking that draw. But you you get a bye and it's a team that you know maybe is from a weaker league, then it's not so bad. It, it whether you get a bye or not, I I think it's just who are you playing? Nobody wants to play Sobieski and Tyler Gendro or Matt, you know Matt Geislinger. Or, you know just you can name eight ten pitchers that across the state you recognize because every year they're getting their team deep into the state tournament because they pitch three weekends in a row. So I mean that makes your offense look really good or really bad. Whether you're you know we, last year we faced Alexandria that was a pretty favorable matchup for us. We we hit well, we pitched well enough and. And we got to win, and and Howard Lake goes against Watkins, and Matt Geisinger's pretty good pitcher, you know. And not to say that you know Matt Dockendorf isn't either, but that just makes runs at a premium, and that game just changes its dimensions when you have yeah. pitching like that. Swing that mic over to uh, Mike Dockendorf there. That's uh, interesting that he mentioned it that way. The last time I think I talked to you in person was in the parking lot outside of that last game. And one of the tough things in my job, because I do have to, I do have to really give, and I do have absolute loyalty to the North Star League team, so I really want to hear what you have to say. But you talked to uh, Mike Dockendorf after losing a tough game. It's hard, but you did a, you did a real professional job of, uh, of talking there. But answer the same kind of a situation, like as far as how you, how you steer towards that first game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's having been to the state tournament a few times now and, and experiencing it it's met it's a big time mental preparation you know when it comes to whether having a buy or not I, i'm personally in favor of not having a buy because you're able to be at a facility and play there and sort of get those nerves out and then you come in for that next game and you know hopefully you can play a little bit better and, and better but yeah i mean it, it's it's a lot of mental preparation and for our team that that's pretty young yet, you know, I'm hoping each year we can continue to make the state tournament. They can continue to get more and more comfortable with that situation. So the nerves become less and less each year. That's right. And uh, over to John here. Also, uh, kind of the same question. You guys came in, uh, you got defeated in the uh, North Star uh, Regional uh, Tournament. <coughs> which gave you a first-round game instead of getting the bye. Uh, did your team comment about that at all? Were you talking about that at all as you were getting into that? It, it really wasn't something we, we talked about. You didn't try to lose? No. If you guys are doing that, I want to know. So please get my money on what team's going to lose next year. Yeah. No, we won't uh, Pete Rose anything here. But, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> no, it's, you know, honestly... We, we obviously wanted the number one seed and, and to remain undefeated, but uh, when we lost to Delano, um, it was kind of a weight off our back in, in the sense of, well, now we lost, now we can restart. Um, and, and we lost very convincingly, I'll, I'll add, too. Um, and, and so that was a wake-up call that obviously we could, could be beaten and, and beaten quite handily. Um, but when you get to the state tournament, I think that at first game especially, it's really just about kind of sticking to a routine, getting to the, the facility early. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than being two plus hours from home and someone forgot something or they're running late or this or that. <clears throat> so get there early, kind of, you know, do what you're normally gonna do on a, on a game day and, and just let the game take care of itself. Um, but, you know, ultimately, like like I said previously, matchups are premium. And it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I think uh, last year, especially for, for us, you know, the, the bracket broke as well as it could have. Um, and, and when you look at how it ended up, uh, I, I really wish we would have won that Fairmont game. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it, it broke even better uh, into the final, final couple games there. So um, well, you guys are all mentioning the same thing about matchups, and we've got one of the guy here, guys here who's kind of maybe had something to do with that over the years. Brian uh, Larson, of course, uh, was, is and was on the state board. Tell me how the state board looks at doing some of these, uh, some of these matches. Well, they usually, they usually always look at the opening days. You know, you know, it's changed. They used to open on Thursday night. Now it's Friday night. So obviously they line up the teams that are closest to the park because obviously Saturday, Sunday, the teams who are far away, you know, they're not coming from work like you've heard of the managers talk about, you know, our long trips. So I know we always schedule that, but then from there, it's just 
it's just they actually had a formula you know you know to try and make sure that the regions don't play the same regions you know every year they're going to play them but not in the first round so we did have kind of a mathematical thing that we did to keep it to keep it, and they still do that so and I'm sure you get complaints from managers and, and uh, you know, hey, you had to put me up against Sobieski again. We just faced him two years ago. I get complaints doing the league schedule <laughs> if they don't have enough Friday games or Sunday games. So, yeah, I hear, I hear, I hear the complaints. But, no, you know, and it's just, in a, you know, I mean, a lot of times, too, you know, you look at, you know, I, I, I remember one time their D.C. was playing Virginia, and, and I really thought Virginia had hardly played any games. And <laughs> they got beat by Virginia. They came down and they won the game. So sometimes, you know, you look at that and you figure, oh, well, that should be a good matchup. Well, it wasn't, you yeah. know. So it's just – and now especially what's, what's really made it interesting, they used to have a double elimination in Class C. You know, it was Final Four, then it was Final Eight, but now it's single limb all the way. So it's sudden death. So I think that's – I think the fans now – well, you know, if they lose a game, well, they're going to play again. Now they can't. They got to go watch their team every game because it may end yeah. with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when and I think it also helps the fact that I think like our teams can go to the state and basically there's no reason why they can't get to the final because um, if you hit a really good team, you know, you know, like we've heard about Sobieski, but you just have to beat them once. You don't have to beat them twice. Yeah, you have to beat the best to be the best. So you're going to have to face somewhere along along that uh, six-game trail to the state championship. You're going to have to beat. You're going to have to beat somebody good because everybody that's there is good. And speaking of good, we're having a great program. We're going to take a break here for a word from our wonderful sponsors. But before we do that, Jamie, these guys are sitting there looking over at the uh, luncheon cabinet over there. Uh, Shelley has uh, gone to BJ's Deli. And, has and Kendall won't let us eat. <laughs> and I won't, will not let them eat because I don't want to have 20 minutes of mmm is the only sound because there's a, there's a mountain of sandwiches over there, and we have to thank BJ's Deli. They do a great job. Uh, did you get some of that salad again? I think I see it over there. Oh, my God, they do a salad. I am not kidding, guys. You need to take, when you get done with this program, uh, take the wife, take the girlfriend, take the kids, and go down to BJ's Deli and have some of their fine stuff that they put on there. It's a, it's a great place to eat. Thanks to them for uh, serving us with this fine meal. So we're going to have another half an hour of live programming, and then we're going to uh, uh, get back with our sponsors and back to our regular programming. But you're listening to Sports Action here on 1360 KRWC. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In in Delano is now open for the season. You already know what you love about the Peppermint Twist. Great food, fantastic shakes, ice cream treats, teddy bear park, and of course, that terrific back to the good old days drive-in service. This year, make the Peppermint Twist part of your Memorial Day tradition. The Peppermint Twist will be open Memorial Day, so make sure to take advantage of the long weekend, as they will be closed on Tuesday instead. The Peppermint Twist Drive-In on Highway 12 in Delano. Proud to sponsor North Star League Baseball on KRWC. Hello, my name is David Krause. I'm president of Minnesota Lakes Bank. Community banks have played a very important role in helping businesses survive the economic crisis caused by COVID-19. Minnesota Lakes Bank decided early on that we wanted to take a personalized approach and help as many businesses as we could. We listened and we provided hope that we were there to help them. We go out of our way to help meet the needs of our customers. Minnesota Lakes Bank, my community, my bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. All right, we're back here, and just quickly, just want to go over our uh, sponsors today that we did we were, that are not advertising as far as on the air, but we want to make sure that we recognize them. And those sponsors include B&D Plumbing and Heating in St. Michael, Platigan Sports in Buffalo, North Fork Custom Meats in Howard Lake, Cocado Motors, CNC Embroidery in, Embroidery in Waverly, Hegley Door in Maple Lake, the Buffalo Cocado and Delano Dairy Queens, Albertville Ace Hardware, Maple Lake Lumber, DL's Radiator and Exhaust in Buffalo, Yonick Tire Company in Delano, the Berkstrand Agency in Howard Lake, and Mike Ganyu and Ameriprise Financial. Take it away, Kendall. We are back, and I'm going to get an address here pretty soon from uh, one of our fine assistants for BJ's Deli so we can tell you exactly where they are there in uh, Buffalo, downtown Buffalo, Minnesota, but we'll get you an exact an address for that. Now, back to the state tournament talk a little bit from last year. Um, Milroy and Springfield. I, I don't know how I, what words I can find to describe how well they treated the media. They were fantastic with the media. 
they were the most friendly people. I always, I do a thing, you guys are playing so you don't get to hear it, but I always do a food review of whatever food they serve there. And they, boy, they put on, they put on good, uh, good food too in both of those parks. Well, Kendall, I think that hot dog, I literally said a few uh, prayers before I ate it because I thought that would be the last thing I ever ate. <laughs> but it was good. Oh, it was good. I thought, uh, no, you, I thought I just, you were afraid of food. Poisoning. No, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> oh. how much, but it was, it was good. It was but, excellent. But it's great. And I know that uh, uh, Maple Lake has hosted, Delno has hosted, uh, Howard Lake has hosted some regions. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo needs a little help with their ballpark down there. I talked the other day, I talked to Corey Braun, and I was so excited because he said, you guys are going to get a new press box. Now, that's where we live. So we need to have a place that's got good sight lines, preferably with internet, you know, electricity, maybe even screens if there's bugs around. And he said that your old press box was destroyed by a windstorm. And I said, yeah. how could you tell? Because that's how bad the press box was. Yeah, I, I, I think we could tell only because it got moved. Um, you know, so keep your expectations in check for the new one, I'd, I'd say. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to do the best we can out at uh, historic Benfield Mills. Um, it is still the best ballpark behind a target in Ray County. <laughs> uh, well, I, I did say to Corey, too, the, the things that go on between the, the, between the fences, the outfield fence and the backstop, it's a beautiful ballpark. That, that thing is wonderful. Yep. It's, got, it's a great ballpark. And the city of Buffalo, and I, I don't know if somebody's listening from there, I don't mean this as any, any real high criticism, but you've got a great ball team there, and you've got fans that want to go mm. to a ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, Put a little effort into it, get the grandstands and get a concession stand so people can go out there and really enjoy the experience. And the little bit that I need, I need at least a good table and some electricity to be able to do, to do the ball games. Uh, it's really a shame. And, and you know, I hope that Buffalo can step up and, and do something somehow because they don't want to lose a ball. It's kind of like when, the, when they talked about moving the North Stars and stuff like that. You don't want to lose a ball team just because... Uh, you're not supporting with the off-the-field stuff. So well, Kendall, I think one thing is uh, being a Buffalo resident and playing baseball there and probably having the last really good baseball team till the last few years that I was on my senior year where we almost reached a state tournament. Buffalo's not a baseball town, but, but and it's, uh, a lot of people live in it, and it's just not a priority. But here's the deal. What Mike Belke's doing there now with that baseball program, they're on the rise. You guys had a fantastic year. And once you start winning some games, I mean, yeah. trust me, people notice that Buffalo's doing well in baseball now, and I think that's going to keep adding on, don't you think? I mean, a big part of it? Absolutely. I mean, winning fixes a lot of things. Uh, so They're going to have the region in 2023 providing they're yep. ready for it. Oh, nice. Yep. So, so awesome. see, see, that was supposed to be Dassel's turn. And they were hoping that they would have the state tournament that year, which Dassel, Delano, and Litchfield did get for the 100th. Um, so anyway, so we gave that opening to Buffalo um, with the idea that this would help them push. Towards, yeah. towards that. Yeah, that the city and the school would help them. You know, like you say, because yeah. they've got a chance to host a nice tournament, but if it's not ready, it's going to go somewhere else, so. Over in, uh, in Howard Lake, that's a, a fabulous ballpark, and you've been featured. I know uh, other towns have gotten it, too, but when Channel 9 came out, uh, I sat and interviewed Ian, Ian Leonard. I turned the tables on him a little bit, brought him up to the booth and talked to him. And uh, he held out his arm. He really did. And he, he said, when I, when I come here, and he says, I see this, the hair on his arms were standing up. He said, this is so American and Minnesotan and small town. He said, and the beautiful ballpark. And he says, we went to, and he named a town. I don't even remember what it was. But he said, we kind of showed up, and it was like, yeah, just set up over there. And he said, we came to Howard Lake, and at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, there were 200 people there already. So talk about your ballpark a little bit. Where did those seats come from? I hear all kinds of rumors. Where did your actual uh, seats in the grandstand come from? I think they came from uh, Camden Yards. The okay. old, I, think it, mm -hmm. I think they came from Baltimore. Um, and then the blue seats on the side were from the Metrodome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're fortunate enough to not only have, you know, a beautiful field, but play on so many beautiful fields in our league. I, I would argue to say our league has, you know, the nicest fields in all the leagues in, in the state. Um, but I mean, yeah, going to the field and seeing the, the backdrop of the lake and, you know, and when you're on the mound and the crowd, they're kind of up a little bit and into the ground and, you know, it, it's... It's a perfect place for a field. Yeah, and, and uh, thank you very much, whoever it was. I can't recall, but they actually did ask for uh, our input on uh, on the grants on the uh, broadcast center there. Mm -hmm. 
So we have it, if you, if you turn around next time you get there and take a look at it, it's really nice because the PA guy is in the middle and then there's doors and a little isolation on each side and they can handle two broadcasts at one time. So when the people from <coughs> Hutchinson come there, that we uh, don't have to sit right next to them <laughs> and listen to them to them talking. But it's it's really nice and it's very much appreciated. And like you said, what a place to, to watch a baseball game. Uh, Maple Lake, I remember them uh, a couple years ago. I can't remember who it was you had in the playoffs, but you had you had from the right field foul pole to the left field foul pole, two, three, four deep. The grandstand was full. Um, what was the what was the number of that day? Do you remember how many people showed up for that uh, game? That was the 2013 state tournament. We hosted Watkins, which Watkins brings yep. you know plenty of people to a state tournament. I think it was and, a thousand one. A thousand yeah, and one. Yeah, I, don't I think many. that's what it was. I just remember the number of cases of beer we sold. <laughs> was like we we couldn't keep it. You know, you couldn't even put it in the fridge because we were selling it that fast. It, it, that's an environment that I don't think I'll ever forget. The I first mean, guy that showed up bought a six-pack, and it was twin packs after that. Right. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, and, and in that year, we were coming off. We were 2012 state tournament champions, and, and we had a pretty good year that year. And and just the matchup, you can talk about Matt Geisinger that, at that time. It was Matt Geisinger was 19, 20 years old, and, and they had a really good team, and we were really good. And... And it was just the perfect setup. It was a Saturday, uh, a five o'clock or seven thirty. I don't remember what it was. And so you had games before that, where people came, and you knew that that was kind of the you know your, your local team is playing. And and I do remember like going out for infield, and just the the hair on your neck stands up. It's like this is something that you don't get to experience in amateur baseball. Like that that's something like high school kids see in, in playoff basketball or playoff football, but amateur baseball to have that many people. It, it literally was from foul pole to foul pole, two or three deep. There wasn't a seat to be had in the grandstands. The noise, the, like Chad Raish hit a grand slam that was questionably foul, I'll say. Uh, and, and just the noise from that swing, just every run was, was awesome. And, and that's what amateur baseball is all about, well, is just that environment. Well, Casey, once you even argue that, because we cover high school baseball too and softball that, yeah. You really don't get that environment even no. in high school baseball until you get to the state tournament. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of something if you play baseball your whole lives, yeah. you may never experience yeah, that. Baseball is so different because it is, you know, it's outdoors and the, the environment. It's not set up for, you know, several thousands of people. And, and on that day, we had, you know, a thousand people in a small park and, and a perfect night. Uh, I, <laughs> one of my memories I have is our photographer uh, from that we had, he literally climbed the, the light pole and you, during, while the game's going on, you saw him out in left center field, just trying to get a picture of the whole crowd. And I know a couple of the guys on the team have a picture of that, like a pitch being thrown and just the crowd behind uh, just, a game I won't forget. Yeah, that's that's a magic a magic moment for sure. I have a few memories of uh, Delno that aren't so magic. When we played back there in the '70s, you had dugouts that were that were dug out. They were they were holes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they, <laughs> and they would they would usually <laughs> fill with water in yeah. about March and stay yeah. wet until August. And I think Howard I think Howard Lake brought uh, six baseballs and Delno provided six baseballs and we still ran out of baseballs by the end just because of falling in the dugout. And had to stand behind the fence. But now you have a a very picturesque, very classy ballpark. Well, thank you. And I do remember those dugouts. I graduated high school in 83 from Delano. So yeah, we still had those same sunken dugouts that being in a river town. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I forget what year those were actually changed out, but yeah, we've done a lot of work over the years as a lot of, you know, as Doc mentioned too, um, you know, a lot of the fields in the North Star League have really upped their game over the years. Yeah. And I would, Definitely agree. I think you know, top to bottom, you know, it's probably as good as there is in the state. So we take a lot of pride in that. We're always looking for ways to improve upon that a little bit. Wasn't it about three years ago? You actually, I know Howard Lake did too. That we actually added some some fill and really kind yeah, of the whole field. Yeah, we did, and that was to help you know with the flooding being in a in a river town. And the outfield was probably you know three two to two and a half to three feet in some spots lower than what it really should have been so they took advantage of some fema uh, fema money and basically filled all that in we really haven't had that issue since mm -hmm. so all of you run into something and i'll let you whoever wants to grab the microphone first can we run into something that's a kind of a new problem it's not really a problem it's actually a great a great uh, opportunity 
for your players to go and play in the North Star League, or excuse me, the North Woods League. I know I had uh, a couple of games last year where, you know, where was uh, Ramon Jr. and where was uh, one of the Bauman boys and stuff. Tell us about a little bit about, for the listeners who don't know what that is, talk about what that league is and what it kind of impacts. Uh, you will start with John. Yeah, so the, the uh, Northwoods League is a collegiate uh, league um, that kind of, it continues to grow, but um, mainly in the, in the Midwest area here. Uh, and uh, it's mainly for sophomore and, and uh, junior uh, uh, aged college, college players. Uh, and so for, for Buffalo, we've had uh, more players uh, you know, be picked up by Northwoods League team um, over the course of our season, which obviously impacts us, uh, but is great for them and, and something that we've always encouraged. Uh, you know, we would never tell someone not to go and, and play with the Northwoods team, regardless of what that means for the Bulldogs, uh, because uh, that's an experience that, that they've earned uh, and, and they should deserve to take advantage of. Um, and so it, it's kind of a catch-22 in, in that sense, but uh, at the end of the day, you have to do what's right uh, for the player, and them joining the Northwoods League is is usually the best decision for them. So, asking uh, Matt Donovan, now I'm going to slide the mic over to him. There, uh, I, the Bauman kid that goes and plays for Northwoods, he's a, he's a catcher, or he's the he's the shortstop. Shortstop that, that plays for you, because I, I know you're probably hoping that uh, that he goes so you can catch. I know you. But but talk a little bit about uh, how he did last year. How did he do when he went up to Northwoods? That I don't really know. You would probably have to talk to Doc about that. Okay. Okay. Doc, <laughs> probably you the got any idea what uh, uh, Bauman did? Uh, I mean, it's stat uh, statistically not really. Uh, I know he was a, he was an everyday player, um, so yeah, I mean that, that's great for him. I remember him getting the call. We were sitting having lunch at or dinner after a game, and I remember him getting the call, and I'm thinking, I think it was a few weeks before um, or. It was maybe a month before, I think, our uh, region, or a couple weeks before region, I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's just a short stint. I'd like to have you back for regions, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's great for him um, to be able to uh, go out there and experience that. And, and uh, I mean, he was, a, he was an everyday starter, so that was, that was good for him to gain that experience. I, I like that, though, you said. You know, he basically hoped he got cut. Right. He <laughs> came back from the playoffs. Right. <laughs> right. It, it was it was funny. I don't know, John, if you uh, if you ever heard this comment or not. Uh, but when uh, Ortiz uh, uh, Vega Jr. came back, uh, he made a statement that kind of just it took me it took me by surprise. But I guess if if that's your aspiration, he says it's good to be seeing ninety plus miles an hour again. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, you know, that's that's great that he uh, and you know likes that level of competition. But wow, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't I don't think any speed's too fast for him. <laughs> so he, he he likes he likes to to see velocity, um, but you know that's the kind of attitude that that we want on our team, yeah. right? That we want guys that want to face yeah. the best and, and better themselves and and uh, obviously love the game. Yeah. And Northwoods doesn't affect their eligibility at all. There's no problem with that. They can come and go as, as they want to. Did the state board lighten that up a little bit? If, if uh, they played in the Northwoods all season and it come playoff time, they can come back to the North Star team, providing they played the year before with okay. that team. So that's yeah. the rule. Casey, did you have anybody that went up to Northwoods? Uh, we haven't had anybody go Northwoods. I mean, we certainly have had some good baseball, but nobody has uh, been picked up. You know, to my memory, that with Northwoods, I think it's, as these guys mentioned, it's a great opportunity for individuals, and it has grown exponentially. I mean, it's, it started off as, what, six or eight teams. You know, you had St. Cloud, you had Alex, and, and now I know they have divisions, and, and it, it's just the opportunities for these guys to get uh, recognition, exposure, uh, to maybe someday get drafted is, is just great for those players. And, you know, it's everybody has that same opportunity if, if they're playing college baseball I, I think you can find a league to play in I mean it's not just Northwoods I mean obviously Cape Cod's one of the best but you know there's leagues in in yeah, all across the country that you know guys can go play if they want to find there's an opportunity yeah. so Steve Steve did you have anybody that was uh, went up to Northwoods um, not la I mean it's affected us over the last you know few years I don't think last year we had anybody um, it's gonna affect us a little bit this year maybe not the Northwoods Maybe not the Northwoods so much, but um, 
I forget which league. I know Cade Lamo's going to be out east throwing. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, the sign of the times. The last 20 years, that's kind of been a thing where prior to that, you had very few of these type of leagues. It was really set up more for the top college player. And, but you know what? It, it's a good thing, too, and I agree with what John said. Uh, we certainly support it as well. I think the state board made the right decision by not penalizing that to the player and the team, you know, to be able to come back. So, yeah, it's affected us, but um, with the number of people we have on our roster, too, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, Steve, I have a question for you yeah. or Mr. Early over here that had guys that played, like Toby Hansen played for the Gophers, and you, know, you got a Vega playing Northwoods League. And my question is, you know, I was down there with my kid watching that regional final against UCLA when Toby hit that grand slam, and we were right by the bullpen, and they had a kid named Hadley in the UCLA pen that's a twin now. He's in the Twins organization, throwing 98. And I'm watching him warm up going, I'm scared. You know what I mean? Just watching the guys right next to the bullpen. And my question for you is, North Star League is fantastic baseball. I mean, I played in it. I know how competitive it is. But what's it like for a kid like Toby or for Vega, seeing 90-plus playing Big Ten baseball, playing Oregon State in a Super Regional, to come down and not have the same kind of pitching. Is it a long adjustment period, or are these guys just so good it's just like it doesn't really matter? You know what I mean? I'm just asking. I mean, I know they're not here to answer, but just if that's if you guys have noticed it takes a while. I mean, I think personally it's, uh, it's a different skill set, to be honest. Um, a lot of guys can hit velocity. It, right. it, it's, it's the changing of, of actually pitching that, that makes a big difference. And so, yeah, I'm not throwing 90, I mean, maybe 85, I don't even know, but um, the, the fact that you're able to change speed, able to change eye level, I, I think that's the part that you see a lot more in something like the North Star League than you're going to see in the Northwoods League where guys are just pumping 95. Um, and, right. and so I think learning how to hit, truly hit, um, against guys that are much more seasoned, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll be 35 years old. So um, I, I think that to me is, is where the experience and, and things that you gain from the North Star League, you, you're not gonna find in a college league because the guys haven't done it. They haven't been around I think it also it. tunes you up for playoffs. I still, when we hosted the state tournament in 2019, uh, one of the best games at our park that year was Hutchinson played, uh, uh, I don't remember the team from down by Elko, and they had Matt Lane pitching. Matt Lane pitched in the minor leagues, and kind of what John's saying, like you, you see him come in, and, and Matt Lane's throwing upper 80s, and you're thinking, this is like, as a Maple Lake Laker team, like this, we'd have a hard time hitting. And, and though Coley and Marcus Hahn hit two absolute missiles out of our park, and and it just tunes them up, like you say, they're they're ready and locked in for that state tournament pitching that now. You know, you got David Dominski that pitched in the minor leagues. You got Matt Lane. You know, those guys that throw hard. You get to the state tournament and you see that better pitching. Those guys are going to carry you. And mm -hmm. you know, Hutchinson won that game because Marcus Hahn and and Evan Coley hit bombs off of a Triple A pitcher. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and and you bring that up. And there was a kid a few years ago I, that was pitched for the Brewers. I can't remember his name. He was pay, playing, uh, and he pitched for the Brewers. And he was playing St. Michael, and they lit him up. This was yeah. only a few years yeah. after he yeah. was out of Laser. the league. Oh, Hendrickson? Yeah, oh, Hendrickson. Yeah, Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got lit up. Yep. And I was like thinking, you know, these guys, you know, he's trying to throw a fastball by them. And say Michael, I mean, they're a good team, but they're not, yep. you know, amazing. They're very solid. But they, I mean, they tore him up. So it's, you're right, though. You know, you just throwing gas doesn't work, you know. Who, who was the player that beat you in the state tournament last year that eliminated you? The pitcher. Um, I, I don't remember his name, but he, from, from, from my understanding, Fairmont, Fairmont yeah. Becker? Uh, well, Becker. Luke Becker was the, the shortstop. He didn't pitch against us. Um, my understanding is the guy that, that pitched against us wasn't really uh, – he didn't throw a lot of innings last okay. year. Well, I made, I made the comment on the air, uh, the fact that he was absolutely painting the black every oh, yeah. pitch. And yeah. he did it with change-ups, fastballs, curveballs. Yep. didn't matter. He changed speeds. Yep. He was ahead on every count. And you guys had really good hitters, but they had to be, they had to be super sharp. And being a big free-swinging team – uh, you know, you had you had players on there, and I always have to look at his name because I can't. Renshaw, big free swinger like that, and he hit he did hit a couple home runs in the state tournament. But to but to hit off a guy like that, you have to give something up. Sometimes you have to go to the opposite field. You have to 
you have to take what they give you. And you guys were just, just, yeah, too, too jacked for that guy's pitching, and he was right on. Yeah, I think uh, looking back, the the biggest adjustment we didn't didn't make was just hitting the ball the other way. I mean, like you said, everything was on the outer half. Um, and if you look back, a lot of infield pop-ups, a lot of rolling the ball over to the left side. Um, and, and we recognize that. Um, but well, you got beat it's by. easier to do that now than yeah. And than, I think what the makes moment. the North Star League tough, too, is that I just use Mike. I mean, why is he a good pitcher? He throws three pitches. He throws a ton of strikes. You do that in amateur baseball, you get a lot of outs. You, right. you throw multiple pitches in any count. I mean, I was a pitcher. I wasn't real great, but I could throw strikes. And, and got, we're amateur players. We're going to get ourselves out. Like We're going to roll a ground ball to short and, and not run it out because we just don't really want to. So you throw strikes. <laughs> you know, like, why, I got to work tomorrow. I don't want to pull my hamstring trying to beat out a routine ground ball. It's, yeah. it, pitchers in this in why, any league. Why did Matt Donovan go, what do you mean, didn't run it out? <laughs> <laughs> you throw strikes on the black at the knees. You're going to get a lot of outs in yeah. any league in amateur I'm, baseball. I'm going to I'm going to just uh, uh, change the subject just a little bit here and kind of preview a couple things. First of all, we got four minutes, so I'm going to I'm going to do this really quick. I'm going to remind the listeners we're going to be doing a thing called "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." You'll hear details on that on every broadcast that we do. And we talked about something that was bigger than than baseball, and I'm going to uh, send a little something out here to uh, Jake Dusky's family. Uh, he was scheduled to be here today. Uh, his grandmother passed away, so he needed to be at the funeral. And some things are obviously always much bigger than baseball. So best to him and his family. Uh, I'm going to talk real quickly here. We're going to let Bookie talk about the new players that are going to be inducted into the uh, uh, North Star Hall of Fame. And that's going to happen this summer. We'll be doing a lot of stuff with them as the summer goes on. Yeah, um, we've, we, we've, we're, we're putting in four players this year. And that will run our total to 140 players that we've put into the North Star Hall of Fame. And we got Andy Schneider is the first one up. He, he started and ran the mound team besides being a player manager. He also was business manager, grounds crew, um, concession person. Um, so he, and he played, he played about 18 years. Then we have Adam Gregg. He's probably one of the most best rounded players I've seen. He hit 390 as a hitter, playing playing mainly second base, but as a pitcher, um, he won 33 games in the regular season. He won 18 games in the playoffs. And he was, if Maple Plain didn't go, if he didn't pitch him to the state tournament, he was an automatic draft choice. And then um, we have Ramon Vega from Buffalo, and he holds, he still holds the record, most home runs in league play in the regular season at 11. And so he, he was a big RBI man. And, um, and, also too, and also too, if you ever talked to him after the game, he was probably the best and longest talker I've, ever, a, I've a, ever talked. He's an interview, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, if you ask him about how, how he played baseball, he'll tell you, that's he's right. not bashful. And then we have Brent Upsall from DC, played, started at second base, played third base, for DC, and uh, he was a good 300 hitter, and he's flying in from California with his little league team for that night. So um, that's going to be a big night for him. We did have one other player that flew in from Idaho for this. So apparently, my little Hall of Fame I started is apparently means <laughs> something, I guess, to him, which I hope it does to everybody. But uh, anyway, so we're always we're always glad to do that and. And, and it's, it's probably the funnest part of my job because I get to see, brings back uh, the older players that have retired. I get a chance to reminisce about the old times and all that, and that's fun. So I don't know if I have more fun than the players being inducted. That, that might be even. But. Well, it's, uh, it's obvious it's an honor if they're flying back in from out of state at their own expense and stuff to do that. That is great. And I, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't belittle it because I know that uh, if, you watch, if you follow the league and you watch baseball, it is still an honor uh, to be in that Hall of Fame. And I'm sure that everybody sitting around this table here would be really thrilled if they, if they ever do get in it. We're going uh, to stop the live broadcast here in just a little bit, but we're going to continue to record. You guys don't know it, but you're absolutely a, a gold mine of uh, information for us for the season. We're going to be using a lot of the things we heard today as interviews as the season goes on. You'll uh, probably hear these in August. That's how lazy I am. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll, we'll get to them eventually. I uh, want to thank again uh, uh, BJ's Deli, and I do have. I actually did get their address. If I did, I did too. But did you? All right, I'll, I'll do it here. It's at number two, single digit, two First Street, excuse me, two First Avenue South, Buffalo, Minnesota. That's right, right downtown Buffalo, Minnesota, and just stop in. Tell them you heard us talking about it here on this North Star League broadcast because it's important that our advertisers uh, get to know that we do definitely support you them as we do it so i don't know what you got there jamie you got a minute or two yet or not i'm just gonna go around the table nope. you're done we're done <laughs> yeah sorry we gotta just wrap gotta it up go? because All we right. gotta i gotta do our sponsors All right. and i'm gonna I'm one gonna, more commercial I'm gonna thank so. before we uh before we do check out here brian larson for coming in uh, with statistics as always john early from buffalo mike dockendorf from howard lake matt donovan from howard lake casey pack from maple lake and steve island coming in from Delno. Thank you so much, guys. Hang around here. The food comes out in just a minute, and then we're going to just kind of sit around the table and talk baseball. So thank you again. Yeah, thanks, Kendall. And this is so much nicer than last year when I felt like we were running moonshine. We had to not let anybody know where we were and if we were social distance and all that stuff. So it's kind of nice to just enjoy ourselves again. But anyway, our, our broadcast was brought to you by... Uh, I got to find it here. BND Plumbing, Heating in St. Michael, Played Against Sports in Buffalo, North Fork Custom Meats in Howard Lake, Cocado Motors, Hegley Door in Maple Lake, CNC Embroidery, Embroidery in Waverly. I'll get that one out of three times. The Buffalo Cocado and Delano Dairy Queens, Albertville Ace Hardware, Maple Lake Lumber, DL's Radiator and Exhaust in Buffalo, Yannick Tire Company in Delano, the Burke Strand Agency in Howard Lake, and Mike Ganyu and Ameripies Financial. Thanks so much for KRWC Sports. I'm Jamie Broman, and uh, we'll have much more of the, our North Star League show throughout this next week or two as we will preview the North Star League as they're just about ready to go. Have a great afternoon, everyone.